0: You are listening to Talking IO, a podcast about technology in the real world, where we discuss enterprise technology, how to sell it, and how it best helps your customers. Your hosts are Christian Cloud and Stuart Harmon, and we work for Dell EMC. Follow us on TalkingIO.com or on Twitter at Talking IO. I think first and foremost
1: uh, is that... uh, you only you only know what you know and if you if you knew to ask just two more additional questions within every single meeting, you're probably gonna find an ice yeah. opportunity. Yep. It's really that simple.
0: Absolutely. And well, with that, let's get opened here, cause we're cutting that into our opening. Okay, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Talking I.O. This is one of your hosts, Stuart Harmon. I got with me Christian Cloud. Uh, your other host, Christian, uh, Welcome to the new year, the start of season two. Yeah, good, good to be here. We got James McCormick with us today from Unstructured Data Solutions. Is that the new? Isilon is the the company, right, that EMC acquired. Uh, so, James, thank you for joining us. Can you give us a quick uh, introduction?
1: Absolutely. Thanks for, thanks for having me. I really appreciate being a part of this. Uh, I'm James McCormick. I support the Unstructured Data Solutions Group. Uh, that's basically solutions around uh, our Isilon and ECS platform. I work as a channel sales manager here in the PAC Northwest and in NorCal, uh, and I sit in
0: Portland. So Great. Um, for the formality, right, James, Christian, and I all work for Dell EMC, so uh, we've always got to make that nice and clear out there. Absolutely. Uh, so unstructured data, why does it matter? Uh, industry trends.
1: That's really quite frankly it. Um, data's doubling every two years uh the vast majority of that data 80 percent plus is unstructured data so enterprises are dealing with a challenge uh today and Isilon is well positioned uh within uh the market to address all of those challenges
0: great great um so you know this is a technology focused podcast right specifically around channel sellers and channel technologist sellers um from from the channel side, where's Isilon really fall into to place there?
1: From the channel side,
0: um, great question.
1: So, Isilon and ECS, as it relates back to the unstructured data solutions group, we just formalized bringing ECS into the into the Isilon fold uh, because we are tackling unstructured data challenges uh, with both platforms, and it makes sense to bring them together. But as it relates back to the channel, uh, there's massive opportunity. Massive opportunity to uh, to earn your customers' trust and to earn their business uh, with Isilon and ECS because they are dealing with these challenges, and uh, you know it goes back to having just a simple conversation, one or two questions to be asked of every single customer meeting that you're a part of to uncover uh, additional opportunity that you might have missed if you hadn't asked those questions. So uh, from a, chel, uh, a channel sales perspective, there's money to be, money.
0: quite frankly, there's money to be made. Great. And I really think in, in engagement with customers, there these are real problems that they're facing, that we can bring an answer to them and a solution to them without... They're trying to figure this out, right? So we can bring something to the table for them. Correct. Uh, and I've also seen, you know, and we'll get into this, but in specific industry verticals, there are very clear challenges and solutions that we can address. Um, so can you give us a brief history on the Isilon product, kind of where it came from and how it got pulled into and how it stands today in the current Dell and sea world?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So um, it's, a, it's a really interesting story. So Isilon was born out of Real Networks up in Seattle. And if you recall the 90s, uh, Real Networks was at the forefront or the pioneer of audio video content on the web. And a couple of engineers saw a massive influx of unstructured data, file-based workflow, uh, those being audio and video. And so on their current systems, uh, they could not support and manage the scale that they saw on the horizon. And so two, two engineers from Real Networks went about to create a fully distributed, scale-out, network-attached solution. And that is the genesis of Iceland. It, they basically built 1FS, which is the file system that we just leverage commodity off the shelf hardware, uh, to deploy within our customer environments. And so, um, that was back in 2001. Um, if that's the genesis of Isilon, And then if, if you look at from 2001 to 2009, Isilon uh, brought on 3,500 different customers, the majority of which, uh, were median entertainment customers because they were the forefront of dealing with this unstructured data, um, Buildup within their within their uh, environments, and so in 2010, right as Isilon had four profitable quarters, they were a publicly traded company at the time. Uh, right at the right at the four profitable quarters, EMC acquires Isilon for about two and a quarter billion dollars, uh, pretty substantial. It was to fill a specific need within EMC's storage portfolio, uh, scale out network attached storage. And in fact, Isilon carved out. That market. They basically coined the term scale out network attached storage. Wow. And um, since then, it has been growing steadily. We're currently sitting at about 9,000 customers, shipped four exabytes of Isilon last year alone. We gained 1,000 net new logos just last year. Uh, and now we're a part of the larger Dell EMC, Dell Technologies family, and we foresee the growth accelerating, just like we saw when we went from uh, a standalone publicly traded company acquired by EMC, 3,500 customers at the time, increased to about 6,500. So doubled just within a couple of years. And, and it's, it's, uh, we're just addressing challenges all across the board for many different uh, industries and verticals outside of media and entertainment. But that's kind of where we got our roots.
0: So a lot of West Coast, Austin, New York, customers absolutely Atlanta now with their burst into the scene on uh the media and entertainment space
1: well so y- yes uh, Los Angeles New York City Vancouver British Columbia um and from there since we were solving challenges for those uh specific industries we're now solving the same types of challenges that are cropping up in in like life sciences uh in healthcare. Uh, in financial services. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll get into that. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a great time to, to be a part of the, uh, the Unstructured Data Solutions team.
2: Kind of a funny thing. Uh, I was just going to make a point. You know, it's funny. I co-hosted a, uh, an event in Los Angeles uh, last summer, and a lot of the people that attended the event were from the media uh, or me- uh, entertainment, media, broadcast-type uh, type, um, um, uh, verticals. And every, I kid you not, every single one of the uh, companies that I talked to all had Icelon in environments. So it was just kind of, it kind of blew my mind like how deep that product and how much they love the product.
1: Yeah. You know what? Uh, just to add, I used to support Icelon as a field sales manager down in uh, Los Angeles uh, from 2008 to 2012, but... Only 50% of my customers were media and entertainment customers. I supported commercial accounts. Uh, I did a vast majority uh, outside of the media and entertainment space for just good old-fashioned home directories, backup archive for enterprises for example uh unified school districts have large file services needs and i was able to solve that for for many different ones down in la so uh but you're absolutely right i mean it has proliferated throughout the media and entertainment space not only from a content creation standpoint but also from a delivery uh etc all the way all the way through
0: okay, cool uh so as part of what was Isilon before the acquisition there's ecs what does ECS stand for?
1: Uh, elastic cloud storage.
0: And how does that tie into the Isilon discussion or the unstructured data discussion?
1: Yeah, no, and that's a great point. Uh, and thanks for bringing that up. So there's an unstructured data uh, crescendo happening in, in enterprises, right? And that's not only file-based workflows, but customers are now moving to enterprises and, 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 and customers are moving to leveraging cloud-native applications. Uh, So ECS is built fundamentally as an object storage, very different from a file storage system like Isilon, uh, but some similarities as well. And in fact, we can leverage ECS to get TCO-busting capabilities for customers that are looking to go to the cloud and have uh, Isilon tier out to ECS with uh, policy-based access and, and, and drives uh, to get the economics of scale that uh, an AWS or a Microsoft Azure or, or even a Google, uh, a GCP cloud can offer on-prem with compliance and, and, and all the goodness that comes with that. Uh, so ECS is our object storage. Isilon is our file storage. Uh, they speak similar protocols. Uh, however, uh, there's unique... Uh, use cases for each and we're seeing more and more deployments of Isilon and ECS so our customers can tier the data to the right storage at the right time when it makes sense.
0: Great. Great. I think uh, you know I look at a couple of our hidden software defined storage companies that not hidden but you got ECS you got ScaleIO and uh, we've got some amazing software defined storage capabilities and hyperconverged capabilities that we, I don't think from Dell EMC, we go compete against VX rail with, but they're, they're just there. They, they can do the job. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Wonderful. Uh, so use cases, you know, we, we talked through a couple of things, but I, I think there's some very key use cases across a couple of verticals. So we talked to media and entertainment. I think that one's fairly self-explanatory. Um, Unless there's anything else you want to add to that? No, no, it's, uh, we covered it. But you, uh, I know there's some great unique cases, uh, around healthcare and there's a huge explosion there. Um, and then around state and local government, I know there's a, a large, uh, use case around some of their unstructured data storage needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of course in commercial outside of your transactional environments, um, uh, What are we really looking for? What are the key words? And we'll go dive deeper probably in future episodes into healthcare and a very specific healthcare application stack, right? But what are some things that we want to listen for to get that conversation started with our customers?
1: Sure, sure. I mean, uh, it it simply starts like this. Um, How fast is your data growing overall? Data is accelerating Uh, Companies are looking to uh, monetize that data in some way, shape, or form. And the vast majority of that data, 80-plus percent, is unstructured. So if you ask, what are your fastest-growing data sets, those will be the unstructured data sets. So it's basically just follow the growth and then start digging in with a a couple more specific uh, questions, such as after you find out which data sets are growing, Well, uh, what are the applications that are generating those types of data? And and, and then you just track it back. And then what you'll find is that customers have created multiple silos uh, of of unstructured data to support different applications within their enterprise and within their uh, environments. And Isilon is very uniquely positioned as a scale-out network-attached storage system to consolidate down all of those silos, make... Our customers' lives super, super simple and easy. Uh, for example, one of our largest customers back in uh, the early days of Isilon was Kodak, the uh, the EasyShare Kodak gallery. Uh, we had one individual managing uh, almost 15 petabytes of Isilon by himself, and he literally touched it maybe once a month. Wow. Yeah. So it's just digging in a little bit more about uh, where the growth is in the uh, enterprise and what applications, more importantly, are driving that growth? And then talking about consolidating it all down.
0: So speaking of growth, right? I, I think NetApp had a market share for a long time, especially in the, the file space, right? And you think NetApp and enterprise, but they have some really key challenges. So what's the difference in the architecture between the kind of main concept of NetApp sure. and Iceland?
1: Yeah, it, it's really simple. So, and it's fundamental to the reason why Isilon even exists, So in traditional uh, NetApp solutions, for example, those are scale-up architectures with, and not to get too far technical here, but with uh, uh, two filers or two controllers, if you will, uh, for redundancy purposes, and then a file system behind or or, uh, uh, data storage underneath. And so that only scales up so far, and it is very inefficient in the way that uh, it stores data. And so Isilon is a fully distributed file system that spans across commodity off-the-shelf hardware uh, that are basically like Lego building blocks. So if you look at uh, one Lego building block of Isilon, what you're going to find inside is compute, networking capabilities, and uh, data, uh, data persistence or, 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 or data storage media. And then as we grow, we simply just add Lego building blocks. So you're adding more compute, uh, more, more lanes of traffic into the storage system so we can get massive concurrency and all the while being a lot more efficient than, uh, than a scale-up solution. And we're talking about 80, 80% plus storage efficiency and utilization. And therefore, our customers are getting more storage for what they pay for. And they're getting more performance as they grow, which is not the case with a scale up architecture. So they can go from a very small uh, Isilon cluster, or you could think of it as a, a Z drive on your network, uh, starting at 16 terabytes and going all the way up to 50, 80 petabytes. Within a single file system, and when you start talking about growing that that much, uh, you start talking about well, you know, what is what, how are, how is it how do we handle data protection? Uh, how do we handle applications pointing to the um, to the file system? This is one of the fundamental advantages of Isilon: is simplicity at scale. And so, uh, tying off all together here. Uh, it's it, it's basically a scale-up architecture like a NetApp solution or some of the other technologies on the, on the market today versus a scale-out architecture. And in fact, uh, by 2020, 90% of all unstructured data will be stored on a scale-out solution for its simplicity and efficiency.
0: Excellent. So um, I'm not having to manage multiple file spaces. I don't have to have every department needs its own. Login access, data pools.
1: No, none of that. And in fact, one of the unique, um, one of the unique value props of Isilon is a feature that's inherently built into it called auto balance. And so really what that means is eliminating hotspots having the Isilon storage system fill up evenly so you get the most performance uh, possible out of the solution. And if you're familiar with uh, scale-up architectures, then you're familiar with uh, buckets of of storage underneath that will fill up unevenly, which requires a lot of manual intensive uh, activity by, um, by the individuals that manage and maintain the infrastructure at our customers' environments. And Isilon eliminates that. And in fact... Uh, that auto-balance feature coupled with uh, something called smart pools allows us to, t- to tie together different types of these Lego building blocks or, or nodes uh, with different characteristics. Uh, you could have a, an all-flash node for your performance uh, applications. You could have a, an enterprise node, which is a, a good mixture between capacity and performance. And then you could have a deep archive or a long-term uh, repository node uh, to, you know, move that data seamlessly to the end user down the stack and have it land on the uh, on the persistent media that is most economical at the time.
0: Uh, speaking of moving it down the stack, kind of. Auto tiering your data to the right place. Yeah. How do you manage uh, cloud interactions for customers that are looking to do deep cold storage in cloud or or leverage cloud for certain capabilities?
1: Yeah, no, that's a great point. And that so there's a couple of different things here. Um, cloud pools is a software solution that lays on top of Isilon that you can think of as a release valve for your storage, and we can tier off the data from a policy perspective, to a Microsoft Azure, an Amazon Web Services, uh, so we can get to the cloud via Icelon. But more importantly, and even our own Virtustream enterprise cloud, right? Uh, but more importantly, we have leverage and can leverage ECS to do on-premise uh, cloud TCO busting economics with ECS, Tearing data off of Icelon and onto that ECS platform seamlessly the same way. So we've got a couple different options. It really just depends on how the customer wants to approach it.
0: Great. Um, looking in to the the landscape out there, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about NetApp. Uh, mm-hmm. What else? What are other maybe competitive displacement opportunities that we have? Uh, other other competitors in the market space where maybe customers are having challenges today that we can go uh, help them solve some problems that others can't? Sure. Uh, so we compete
1: directly with uh, other, f- uh, f- you know, distributed file system solutions such as NetApp. Uh, there are Hitachi systems that we, that we compete directly against uh, IBM. Uh, that's on the file system side of the house on the object system side of, or the object storage side of the house. We're competing with uh, Scality, uh, Cloudian, SwiftStack, uh, Red Hat. um, And in fact, Gartner has recognized the closeness of both file and object. And they've basically lumped those together uh, into their uh, reports and, and to how they see the market. And Dell EMC is so, so far uh, above and head and shoulders above and beyond all of these competitors that we've just talked about within the, the, the file and object uh, market quadrant. And it's a combination of both Isilon and ECS. So if you know, we're not just
0: a little to the top right on that, that quadrant right? I mean we're <laughs> pretty far out there
1: right yeah, we're extremely far out there uh, and for, for a very good reason. Um, the Isilon solution is, you know, from a reliability uh, RAS perspective and, and just from a, uh, a value proposition perspective is, you know, head and shoulders above the competition. And if you add in ECS, which is a, a relatively newer uh, uh, platform, but not as new as you would expect. Uh, it's just basically the evolution of the old Sintera object storage solution. Um, purpose built for next-gen application, native um, web application development. Customers are constantly looking to the cloud for for really one, one main reason, uh, economics and ease. And if you know anything about object storage, uh, I'll leave you with just one thing that you should know. It's about a thousand times easier to develop an application on an object storage solution than it is on a file system solution. And that ease of development has fueled Amazon web services growth. Not only the fact that they can provide um, a solution that's anywhere, anytime access, the same that ECS can provide, quite frankly, it's a, it's an object solution, but, um, but it's just a thousand times, and I kid you not when I say a thousand times easier to develop. So, Web 2.0 applications, uh, the Ubers, the Instagrams, this digital transformation and, and, and natural move to object storage is happening right now everywhere. Uh, and it just ties back into uh, why and asking the asking the simple questions as to, you know, where where are you looking to develop the next generation applications? Where are you looking to monetize your data? How are you doing that? What data is growing? What applications do you foresee you know um, growing in the future? And, oh, Mr. Customer, how, how would you like to make that super, super simple and easy for you to, to manage and maintain, not only today, but infinitely in, in the future?
0: Great. I, I've noticed uh, we were talking to some of the competitive and a lot of them were science projects. Yeah. Then, so you don't have that one person managing 50 petabytes and touching it once a week, right? Yeah. It is a lot of work to get it up and running and a lot of work to maintain it. Yeah. And you better be part of the open source community, right? I mean, to, to yeah. keep those things up and going. Um, so I think it's great that we actually have a product that, that's cost effective over time, especially then you add in the maintenance of the ongoing personnel costs that are there. Uh, you know, one of the key stories we have across all of our brands is how to optimize your operational expenses, right? And obviously headcount going towards uh, tweaking knobs is not an optimized thing. So uh, it's great that we have that capability versus a lot of the other players out there, especially in the object storage marketplace. Um, One thing I do want to call so Isilon is an appliance, right? Pre-built hardware from us, Yes. ECS can be an appliance, but we also have the ability to put it in the cloud, run it as a software defined,
1: Correct, correct. And in fact, uh, Isilon is also uh, quickly becoming software-defined. So we can go Edge with uh, Isilon SD Edge, which is the software-defined solution portion of Isilon. It's basically just one event. Well, let's
0: come back to that, because a. I think that's great when we start talking these remote office capabilities. Absolutely. We have gotten to that use case. Yeah. So.
1: so we can go Edge to Core to Cloud with Isilon and ECS seamlessly. Um It really just comes back to industry trends, right? I mean, uh, by 2020, 70% of of all unstructured data will be on commodity off-the-shelf hardware managed by uh, uh, software-defined solutions, storage solutions. And you're absolutely correct in saying that ECS is also an appliance but can be leveraged with certification. I've seen it happen. It's easy to do. Uh, It takes a little time. Um, just to get in, to kind of get in line, uh, we've got a lot of a lot of activity and a lot of of customers looking to certify their own hardware and leverage ECS on top of it. But we also make it really easy to to, to consume. Uh, you can simply just buy
0: the ECS appliance and uh, get rolling immediately. Great, great. Um, so we were talking edge, and one of the the key use cases I think that uh, I think some of our competitors have done well in the past was around being able to kind of sync data from an edge environment back into a centralized kind of primary storage. Uh, But you have to go buy a full system to go out there, right? So with the new Isilon software defined, what are some of the the kind of details around that? And what's it solving? I think we know what it's solving for, but if you could just kind of redefine that.
1: Sure, sure, sure. So you can deploy it as a a virtual machine on your edge sites or your robo, remote office Mm -hmm. branch office sites. Uh, and have it have the isolon from a policy perspective simply just tier data back to the core. Um, and then from there, if you wanted to provide some long-term retention of that data, you would just simply tier it to either uh, a stream or uh, an ECS or any of the other cloud providers. So uh, it's really all about data growth and controlling that data growth. And then on top of that, there's a digital transformation going on that that it's helping uh, get our customers to that digital, that completely digital uh, business model that they need, and, and, and that if they don't get to, they will be left behind uh, from a competitive advantage in their in their respective industries, and uh, we help them with that, and so. We have the solution and the capabilities to get it done. The vast majority, just to kind of come back full circle, the vast majority of data that is growing in any customer's environment today is unstructured data. And it's growing leaps and bounds. We're talking 30, 40, 50% year over year. And in fact, and then as we know, and you you touched on it, Stuart, uh, budgets aren't there for increasing operational headcount. They're just not. And they will never be. Right. And so, Isilon is uniquely positioned, uh, as well as ECS, to uh, drive down OPEX as well.
0: So the last thing I have is I hear scale out NAS, most scalable solution out there, one file system. I think that scares off a lot of people from approaching Isilon on possibly the lower end of the spectrum. Um, What's kind of too small? Where do we really need to start these conversations? Uh, And what's not too small, maybe?
1: Yeah, and that's a good point. Um, every customer is a little bit different on how they value data. Um, therefore, if you can uncover um, how they value data, then you can uncover what's too small uh, and why why or why not Isilon. We can start with Isilon as small as 20 terabytes. Uh, if a customer foresees growth, then it makes a lot of sense to position Isilon. Uh, if they're not going to grow... Uh, and they're going to be relatively stagnant from an unstructured uh, data solution set perspective, then maybe it doesn't make as much sense. Uh, Where I see the tipping point is, you know, that double-digit data growth, uh, regardless of what size you are starting at today. Um, And then if you don't foresee data growth, but if you're over 50 terabytes of unstructured data, then we we have a very strong value prop for you.
0: Got it. Great. Uh, and I'm assuming multiple branch offices where they're seeing that unstructured data as well, like might make it a little smaller, but a little more sense to manage Yeah, the, the challenges there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wonderful. Uh, what other points do you want to touch on? Christian, you've been quiet. I know you're remote today. Uh, anything else you have out there that I'm missing?
2: The so one thing that I was a little bit surprised on, like I like I was uh, mentioned earlier, I was shocked. How many um, customers had u- were using iPhone for the media space? Um, and I shouldn't be that shocked, just from being in this industry for a while. Um, but what shocked me even more so, and you've kind of touched upon this a little bit, is um, the different industries that can take advantage of it, other than healthcare. Healthcare made a little bit more sense to me too. But um, I was, I've also been made aware that you know um, it's really great for like uh, enterprise file servers and home directories and file shares and that was uh, something I hadn't thought about uh, until recently. So it's uh, a lot more flexible of a product than I, than I personally originally realized. Yeah, yeah. And, and
1: it goes to the point of, look, we, we have a strong use case in, in verticals. We do. In fact, we have such strong use cases in verticals that we're one of the uh, only business units under the Dell EMC uh, uh, brand to have dedicated and verticalized CTOs. And I'll, I'll touch upon just briefly some of the uh, strong use cases from a vertical perspective. You, you mentioned media and entertainment. Absolutely, we have a CTO uh, that's very well versed in everything media and entertainment. Uh, life sciences, healthcare, pharmaceutical, state, local government, video surveillance is growing like wildfire. Um, and and then. I would, I would be miffed if I didn't mention the fact that we had 249% growth in the media and entertainment space just last year. So we're still – I mean these, these industries, these verticals that, that I've touched upon, uh, semiconductor, um, are, st- are still dealing with a data growth challenge. And not to harp on it, but it's 80% unstructured data. And they want an easy button for this data. And they want multi-protocol access. They don't want to uh, rewrite applications. They want SIFS. They want NFS. They want SMB. They want HTTP. They want Swift. They want, uh, geez. I mean, the, the list is long from a, a, a protocol perspective that we can handle. And Isilon and ECS, for that matter, are both uh, multi-protocol uh, support. So... I, I did want to touch on uh, one thing, though, and then you mentioned it. It was the horizontals, the horizontal plays, the backup and archive, the uh, the file shares, the home directories, the Hadoop, and an- I haven't even touched on analytics, um, data monetization. I know we've talked about it, but if you're not, if if, if your industry and you're not, hyper hyper focused on digital transformation and more importantly monetizing your data via some form of analytics then you're missing the boat uh, customers that we have today are saving all forms of data because they do not know when or 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 how soon or or how long it will be till they monetize that data but it will be monetized eventually uh, so uh, you know getting back to the broader discussion of just a a simple consolidation play. Uh, Let's talk about just creating a data lake for all of your unstructured data.
0: I wish I had a bell right there. I was waiting. Data (laughs) lake had to come out sooner or later (laughs) in a isolation conversation.
1: Well, yeah. And it it really just comes down to the value prop. It's about consolidation and it's about simplicity at scale. And it's about uh, flexibility via multi-protocol access. Um, And Isilon for your file-based needs, ECS for your object-based needs, I, I would be, if we don't touch on kind of a, a little bit about just the fundamental differences, I think this would this kind of sets the table quite well. If you look at, you know, what, what are we really, really talking about when we're talking about file, file storage? Well, it, I think this is going to help. So if you look at file storage, data is simply stored as a file. It's stored hierarchical as a file. And then the flip side of that is data on an object storage is stored as an object. And really what's going on here is is that you're going to on an object storage you're going to bundle the data along with the metadata. And the metadata can be highly customizable and in fact the the objects are stored as a flat Address space that makes it easy to store and locate data across different regions. So it's basically an anywhere, anytime storage platform for 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 your uh, for your cloud native applications for your long term retention uh, data that uh, you m- maybe aren't going to touch as frequently or write to as frequently, I should say. But but you read it a lot. Um, that's really kind of the fundamental difference. And then I'll leave you with this analogy. Um, if you think of object storage as a valet parking um, solution, and and then the flip side where file storage is more like self-parking within a parking garage, uh, because object storage has customizable metadata and all objects live on that flat address space, it's similar to basically just handing your keys over to to a valet. And your car's going to be stored somewhere, and when you need it, you have the key for it, and you simply hand that key to the valet, and they're going to go get your car for you. And it might take a little longer to retrieve your car, uh, but you don't have to worry about wandering around looking for it. So you don't have to do the file system walk, the tree walk, the heavy metadata-intensive operations that you would have on a, on a, on a fully distributed file system that Isilon handles very elegantly, by the way. Um, I, I think that's a really good analogy for just fundamentally understanding kind of the, the basic differences between the two. Great.
2: I wanted to just also kind of like and and I appreciate like uh, taking the time out today because this is uh, you brought some things to light I wasn't aware of them myself. Um, I just real quick, uh, you know, when Stuart and I were out on the road and we're speaking to partners and uh, customers, and we very often tell the IT transformation story that you had just touched upon, and it's really exciting to hear that that story is so consistent across the entire Dell EMC product line. Um, that's what I wasn't aware of with Isilon, so it's you know it was, this was great and really informative for myself. to you know that that story is consistent across most of our products in our uh, in our current
1: portfolio. Yeah, yeah, and and not to mention uh, you know um, digital transformation and workplace transformation. I mean, Isilon is deployed in so many environments. Where, for example, in healthcare, time to chart. We are we are increasing time to chart all across. Uh, the board within healthcare companies um, we are increasing time to results in IC design EDA environments it's all about speed uh, and and flexibility and simplicity at scale so uh, the digital transformations the IT transformations and the workforce transformations uh, we are we are right at the forefront of all of that with the Isilon and ECS solution and in fact you know you can ask any customer now uh, what's your cloud strategy everybody, has a cloud strategy or is working on one. And we have a solution that dovetails seamlessly and can get that board or that CIO directive a cloud strategy with Isilon and ECS or a combination of, of both uh, in some way, shape, or form. So,
0: Great. So going forward, hopefully we'll get a couple more episodes with the and ECS team specific to verticals. Uh, love to do an extreme deep dive on the ECS product line. How do you really use it for development? What does it lay on top of? How do you tier it out to the cloud? Um, James, going forward, if somebody from our audience wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way? Do you do Twitter? Do you uh, blog? Uh,
1: gosh. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. I-, I wish I did. I... Uh... I have a growing family at home. Um, but the best way to get a hold of me is uh, simply you know call me on my on my cell phone. I'm, I'm available. Uh, my number is 503-502-1929. It's James McCormick. That's uh, You can text me. I, I get a lot of customer texts. Uh, customers are texting more and more these days. It's fantastic. <laughs> I
0: love it. It's my preferred method. Like if you actually <laughs> exactly. want to get a hold of me, yeah. my cell phone. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Or you can simply just write me an email at uh, james.r dot mccormick and that's m-c-c-o-r-m-i-c-k at dell.com either of those two methods are uh, are
0: an easy way to get a hold of me great and uh, of course you can always reach Christian and I at TalkingIO on Twitter you can hit us up on TalkingIO.com uh, and you can reach me directly at Stuart at Work cloud
2: and Christian did that at
0: ccloudio
2: at C Cloud IO.
0: Wonderful. James, thank you so much for the time today. Greatly appreciate it. Um, I'm really excited to get out there with Isilon more. And again, I think in the channel community in specific, uh, they're just the two questions that people aren't asking that there's just a, 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 a wealth of new opportunities, uh, a, a great way to engage your customers on a higher level and bring them value that they've never seen from you before. Um, and I, I, I think a company, part of Dell EMC, but still a company within Dell EMC that is, from you and all your peers I've met, are the most excited and, and exciting people to work with and the, the, the company and the most excited to bring on new partners. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's a great fit all around. Yeah. So thank you and very much.
1: I appreciate this. This has been fantastic. I think I think one thing that I'll, I'll leave um, as it relates to the channel and our and our channel community, Isilon is an annuity. I didn't mention it earlier. I, I probably should have because... Uh, it's something that perks the ears of all of our all of our channel uh, community in the fact that you don't have to plan for growth with Isilon. it's like I mentioned Lego building blocks and when customers make a purchase and a commitment to uh, deploying Isilon, eighty percent of those customers in fact repurchase additional rebuy uh, within the first year as well so it's an annuity it's a gift that keeps on giving because of its such such strong value problem so-
0: I'll leave you with that. Great. Thank you, James. Christian, thank you. Thank you. This has been another episode of Talking I.O. with host Christian Cloud and Stuart Harmon. We appreciate you listening. Follow us on TalkingIO.com or on Twitter at TalkingIO.